This episode is in partnership with Roomvo. Roomvo is the number one room visualization tool used by manufacturers, retailers across the globe. To find out more information, visit get.roomvo.com. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. First, who is Scott Fraser? <laughs> Still finding out. Um, Scott Fraser is a man that strives to give you the best floor you can and tries to do the best at whatever he does. Brilliant. And, and you've created a company called Elite Flooring. That, how long has that been going and what do you do? That has been going now, must be about my own company, must have been going about 15 years. And we renovate wooden floorboards uh, in and around mostly Glasgow and the surrounding area, but we do travel. Okay. And tell me a little bit about yourself first. Obviously, you're from a born and bred Glasgow. Born and bred Glasgow. No scars to show yet. (laughs) Um, I've survived. You're still Um, alive? Still alive, yes. Managed to to be a fast runner. Um, Born and bred Glasgow, and I get into the flooring game uh, with with my dad. Right. Um, he, he started to, to do it, um, that'll be 23 years and since I've started sanding. Right. And uh, and he, he got us into it and we, we, we left off from there. Okay. So so he started the business, what, 23 years and then did you, what, come out of school and go straight on with your dad or how did that work? Yeah, I was 15 and... Um, um, he needed. He he had a car accessory and components business, and it used to do really well. And then it wasn't doing so well because you could then start to finance a car for a hundred pound a month. So people were doing that instead of fixing their cars. So um, he got a job. Um, sorry, somebody came into his shop who was comically a postman, and he had started floor sanding on the side. Okay, and. He had said to my dad, oh, I'm doing the floor sander on the side. Do you want to try and do it? Because he'd then been offered a job in London as a model. He was actually quite a good looking guy. Right. So my dad thought, well, I'll give it a go because the car game looks like it's finished. So I'll give it a go. And uh, we went and did our first job in Leith Walk in Edinburgh. So we were in a, must have been an 1800s tenement with shellac and six inch wide boards and just the deep end yeah, yeah. and I don't know why I continued <laughs> <laughs> so you've always done floor sanding do you any fitting or have you ever ventured into any different things or is it just the floor sanding you've stuck with over the years 99.9% we do uh, the renovations of, of the floors we can supply we can arrange fitting um, it's something we're looking to do more of this year to yeah. push forward with to supply and fit as well, uh, and me to try and save my back and come off the tools more. Yeah. And is your dad still involved in the business, or is he? So my dad's still with us, but he had a stroke two years ago, uh, so he's retired. Now, he still says he wants to come and do stuff, but I've got a feeling he would fly out a window hanging on to a floor sander. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And obviously, with the Scottish market, what... Do you think the biggest challenge with floor sanding is up there? Supplies. Supplies, just getting stuff to you on time. Everything's from down south. Um, nine, nearly everything, uh, nine out of ten things are from are from down south and overnight. And you're then, you've got to 
rely on um, your products being delivered for you being on site. Um, I had products delivered on site a while ago, but it was a week late. Right. So it was meant to be an Osmo colour um, and an Osmo clear finish, but they never applied, never arrived. So I had to finish with a stain and a lacquer on the floor to get it finished. Right. Okay. So what you need is uh, a floor sanding, let's say, distributor up in Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's what we need. We've got a couple of people. We've got like Smith and Rogers. We've got Morels. That's about it. Right. It's it's really really short up here. It's very difficult to get. I mean, you can get lacquers, you can get some stains, but you struggle for a lot of uh, abrasives and whatnot up here. It's 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 quite we're quite poorly, uh, poorly entertained up here for that. Okay. Um, and over the years, what what is there any standout jobs you can think that you're super proud of or that was a, a just a memorable job, either bad or good, maybe? <laughs> uh, memorable, most recently memorable was we had a Starbucks contract. Okay. And um, it was in Manchester. There was one in Manchester, one in Jesmond, um, Edinburgh, Dundee. And I'm sure they chucked in one somewhere else. You know, you can just do that in your spare time, just chuck in that other store. Um, <laughs> And whoever measured it, they sent me pictures and measured it. Whoever measured it, measured the whole unit. Right. So I priced on that. <laughs> and we got, <laughs> and we got, and it was only like half, or less than half. So, and they still, Starbucks still paid it. So I was happy. Right. Yeah. It's definitely memorable. <laughs> Love it. That, that, that's, that's memorable. Um, but we do get to work in some lovely places. Um, most recently, we were in uh, St. Andrew's Uni. Yeah. So because they never had, because of COVID and they never had um, graduations for a few years, they had left this hall to kind of disuse. And then all of a sudden they thought, oh, by the way, we're having graduations. So we need to actually get this this sorted. So yeah. there was just lots of tradesmen and everyone. And, and then we had to try and, they told me to make the floor look old and grotty, but not actually be grotty. <laughs> so it matched that. I think that's uh, when I used to do floor sanding. People used to say, well, "Can you can you just sand the floorboard so it looks like you haven't took a lot off, but you need to remove all the dirt." <laughs> a light sand. That's a yeah. good, that's a good one. Just just needs a light sand. Just a light <laughs> sand. Yeah. Just 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 rub over it and then go. As my dad says, but. Well, it's either getting sanded or not. It's like being slightly pregnant. You know, you either are or you're not. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The clients definitely didn't get that. They wanted the full reclaimed look, but they didn't want any cupping. They didn't no. want, like, yeah, the, the bit. Oh, can you just remove the bitumen as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, just, or, yeah. Or, the, or the favourite is, if you could just sand it and then I'll lacquer it myself, is that going to take a lot off the price? Like, well, well, I have to do all the hard work. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then they phone you back, and it's not, it's not. Oh, what's happened is, uh, oh, I've made a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Um, let me have a look at my next sheet. So, what's your up there? What what's your ideal client? Do you prefer commercial? Do you um, do you prefer domestic? What what's your ideal client apart from the ones that double measure? Yeah, one one that pays you on time is always a good start. Um, but in general terms, 
we know our, our clientele. A lot of the times it's word of mouth. Um, and it's nice to be somewhere different every day because you get a wee change. Sometimes you can be somewhere for maybe two weeks. And for me, that's soul destroying. You actually lose the will to live. You think, I just want out of here now. And a lot of floor sanders are like that when you speak to them. Um, so obviously commercially, you can be in somewhere for a week or so. Um, it's okay in a church where they feed you tea and biscuits every five minutes and there's a wee woman hanging about. Um, you'd like more commercial because it's less loading in and out the van. Yeah, that's the good thing, and you're you're generally getting a, a bigger a bigger payday. And and how have you attracted the right clients? Obviously, word of mouth is the best, but have you used any other tactics or strategies over the years to to keep the constant work flowing? Just keep up your um your good finish. Strive, be the best. That's why I'm. That's why I called it elite, because I was um my my dad and I were learning at the same time. Yeah, doing the jobs, but obviously he was older. He's actually just looking to feed the family and pay his mortgage, yeah. whereas I was at the age of you no, know, I'm wanting to to grow and and do things. So I was looking at different techniques and wondering why, when I used an orbital sander, why did it look different? The finish, yeah. why did why was the the, the 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 finish different than when he used the big sander? So I was then learning and pushing. He couldn't give a shit, but I was then <laughs> learning and and pushing uh, myself and seeing. Oh, so that's better. So then you start looking at you know planetary sanders, your flexi sand and whatnot, and you you know. So you then look at that and you want to be better. And you always want to have the best tools because they generally do the best job if you use them correctly. So yeah. that's what I always strive for. I remember when we first bought two Festool Sanders and we'd been using like Mickey Mouse, like <laughs> Makita ones. No, I, I won't be abusive of Makita ones. They were really, they were like 160 quid Makita but Sanders. But they're not Festools. But they're not, they're not the Festool. I was just remember getting that and I was like, the, the game's just changed. The game. You get so excited. It's so sad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, even the more excitement when you, your brand new belt sander comes on a pallet. That, that was, I think, a little bit more exciting. Just, uh, Another well, brand new fresh machine. So. I've only ever bought one brand new machine. Um, I've only ever bought one. Everything's been good second-hand machines that I've, that I've, that I've kept going in, and they do. You see people who've still got, in America, they've still got their grandfather's machine. Yeah. Fair enough, they just sand oak that's about 40 years old anyway. Um, but, you know, you still see old, old machines that, that they do. They, they keep going. Um, the only time I think you, you get it, something that needs replaced is it's it's something smaller it's like a handheld tool that's maybe maybe burnt out or just not just the motors just aren't as big no the belt sanders definitely i, I remember i can't remember why but um another flying contractor near us sold us i think three hummels at one point um one was okay for parts but the other two were fine but they were like 25 year olds uh we sent them to get service straight on ebay spitting a tickle and a polish and they fetched really, really good money. And they were like 25-year-old, but they just got up, brought up to date and off they went. Mm -hmm. And fantastic well, that, return. That's the, that's the way I look at it. If I'm investing in tools, we bought some uh, really good second-hand tools recently um, from a local uh, guy who was doing flooring, but he's decided he's not doing floor sanding anymore. He's just going to fit. Yeah. Um, so we bought his tools and they're great. And you think, look, for what I paid for that, That'll pay for itself on one one decent job. 
and you've got the machines forever, basically. Yeah. And and when, when if you go to sell them, they'll still be worth that money. So it's a win-win. On that, I just thought of something completely off off subject. Do you prefer to do your colour swatches on site while while you're there, or it's completely off subject to the machines? But I just literally thought mm-hmm. of it. Or do you prefer to go a couple of weeks before? I was having a conversation with a client on Friday to see which is the best because you've always got the time where you put the sample down and they can't decide. And you're yeah. like, well, I kind of need to know because I need to order the stuff or yeah. uh, whatever. Um, or do you really want to be going and spending three hours driving across town to sand a small area of the floor? So what's You your don't realise how long it, yeah, it does. It takes quite a long time out of your day. Um, I'm generally about half an hour from anywhere I need to be right. um, where I'm based, so I quite like that. But, yeah, even if you're half an hour there, you're then mm, half an hour to an hour with the customer, you then you've got to come back, and you think, oh, that's, that's two or three hours out your day. And do you know what? I remember doing 11 samples for a lady. We were all, it was a bigger bigger house all getting redone, and we, we sanded one floor, and she thought she knew what she wanted, which yeah. is always a danger. So I tried to concentrate on, we know we're not going for this colour. So I try and get all those, say it's browns, they don't like, go, well, we know we're not going anywhere near there. Yeah. So we try and keep it light. Eventually, she went for an invisible finish. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we, we went from maybe a light brown to maybe a grey, maybe a white, maybe a... And you, she went for an invisible finish, but wow. I just like it the way it is. Actually, <laughs> I know I, we we did a, a job in London, let's say for an extremely famous chef, um, and that was black. And we um, we went back to resand the steps because someone had damaged them. And when we walked into, well, the, the job was like back to their own house, and we'd um, we'd we'd spent ages getting this black. In fact, it nearly. I think I nearly sort of jumped off of one of the bridges in London to try and get this black colour. Uh, but that's another story altogether. It was the hardest job I've ever done, um, physically, mentally. But um, the carpet was bespoke made in all the areas, and it was 350 mil off the wall. So we'd spent two weeks sanding the whole ground floor black and getting it, like, checked and sheen levels and this and that and the other. And we found out you could only see 300 mil of the black all the way around the outside. That was it. If, uh, I didn't even know how to laugh, cry, or mm-hmm. or whatever, because we drove from, obviously, Darlington down to mm-hmm. Wandsworth in, in London, and it was like, oh. And you know it's pressure anyway. Before you begin, you know it's you know it's pressure, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, it's it's comical how, how these things can, can happen. We just we just couldn't get the stain to go. Um, so over the years, I'm assuming you've worked with many different products. So have you got any go-to products that you like, use, you'll never give up? Um, your not your secrets as such, but what are your go-to products on a daily basis? In general terms, I'll use Bergesidal. Um, that's what I'll usually use. Uh, I use Eco Gold. They're their toughest single pack lacquer. I use that. It's you can actually overcoat a 2K oil with that. Right, okay. Usually it's got to be a two-pack lacquer you overcoat it with, but you can do it with that. So that's how tough it is. And and when you do, if you put on two coats of it, it's got a really good build and two coats looks like three. 
you yeah. think, wow, that's a really, really good build. And you put the third one on, you know it's it's going to be good. And for me, that's what you want because as you say, you don't want a call back because that's going to take time out your day. You've got to go way back to do that. It's going to take a few hours to put on another coat of lacquer or whatever. And you think, well, just if you just use the right products, then all is good. Well, I think that's I think that's right. There's two reasons. For me, if you're using a margin calculator, if the product you're buying is slightly more, obviously the profit on the job becomes more because if you're using something cheap. But then also, if you're getting people ringing you back after three years and the finishes come off, it's it's detrimental to the job. So it's, it takes the same amount of time to put it on. And sometimes even the more expensive products are actually nicer to go on and the cheaper mm-hmm. ones you're dancing around like a lunatic trying to sort of like not get it to dry or whatever. So if you use a good quality, it tends to dry better. That's it. And sometimes if I'm... Um, the problem with Bergus Idol in this country is there's only one supplier. Yeah. That's, that's the, you know, it's not it's not vastly available. Um, but it is usually sent overnight and in, in a, in a fast delivery. But um, sometimes if you're, say for talk's sake, you're stuck and your clients change their mind on the day, as they often do, yeah. and you don't have, say, a 2K or something in, in the van, you've then got to go and get a, another lacquer. But it doesn't, if it's a 2K, it doesn't have a long pot life. I think Bergesidel has 18-hour yeah. pot life. There's no mushing in the bottom of your... Of your tub, it stays fantastic. It's it's great. It's great that way. You've actually used it two and three days later because yeah. it is, it is, it is so good. But it's just not uh, widely available. Um, but yeah, in general terms, with Bergasido, from short, I've got Morels yeah. in Glasgow, and I can go and get uh, I can go and get Morels the same. We've also got Smith and Roger, but I tend to use mm. the Morels if I'm stuck. Okay. And over the years, I'm, I'm assuming there must be a couple of them, but what is the biggest cock-up you or your dad have ever done? <laughs> I'll leave you a bit of slack. I know, biggest cock-up. I've only ever, I think I've only ever cut one radiator pipe um, when I was younger. Um, the I was going round the shellacked floor and the edger jumped slightly and hit the pipe and it was passing out. <laughs> yeah. Um Luckily, the, the gentleman in the house said, don't worry about it. Me and my friend will fix it. I'll switch it off. And that was that was great. Um, I think I've put a, oh, I put a screw through a, a, through a pipe under a floorboard. Again, in 23 years, I've done it once. Aye, once. Yeah. yeah, done it once. My dad's done it once. Um, the gentleman in the house said to him, the old classic, can you put a nail on that, son? It does a hole there where there's been one. My dad said, but there there might have might be out for a reason. There might not be that. No, no, I just put it in. My dad said, Look, you're going to take the responsibility. Aye, that's fine. But as soon as he put it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Brilliant. It's uh, and what is the best bit of advice you've received, not from your dad? Best bit of advice. To be honest, I get loads of advice from Dave at Grand Parquet. Um, I can't talk highly enough. Whenever you go on the phone, that's why I tend to text them now. Whenever you go on the <laughs> phone, you're on the phone for ages and he, you've come off the phone with more knowledge. And 
he generally is my go-to guy if I've got a, a thought on something. He's generally done it before. Um, and it's great to talk to people like that because sometimes you talk to reps and they haven't actually played the game. No, They've no. never been... And for me, that, that's a real problem. They're telling you to do this, to do that, do the next thing, but that doesn't work. Have you read the instructions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I know. Yeah. I mean... Some of the reps might have been, you know, doing something, you know, it's like a it's like a health secretary, you know, they used yeah. to be the Ministry of Sport and all that, you know, and the next week they're doing this and doing that. And that's that for me, that's the problem. They have the Osoki showing you in a demo place, this is how it works. Here we're standing some finger parky, look at this, nice and smooth, blah, blah, blah. We've got great heating conditions. Whereas sometimes you're going to a house that's been lying empty for a year, you know, it's freezing in there. You're doing this, you're doing that. Things don't work. So it's nice to speak to people um, like Dave. Um, Wayne at Floorstock's good too. Um, to speak to them and they've generally been through it. Even your, yourself talk to you and you've been through it as well and, and, and you know things. And that's why it's nice to speak to people in the trade that are maybe selling you stuff, but yeah. they've also done it as well. And they'll stand by their product. They'll st- and say, no, this is good. That's why we are promoting it. Yeah. That's something I would do myself. I would only stand by something that you say, I've used that and I like it. I've used this one, don't like it, so we don't sell it. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's exactly, it's a lot easier to sell something you've used or you you, you like yourself. Uh, it's very difficult to sell something you really don't like and you don't you you disagree yeah. with. And it's and it, for me, it's unfair because you wouldn't like it done to yourself because you're then going to invest in that and then find out quite quickly that it's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Is the one thing that stands out that Dave or any of the other guys have said to you that that saved you so much time or you thought, Jesus, why have I not thought about this? Or I saw the other day, um, it might be a well-known thing now, but people putting like solution on bitumen before you sand it. and um, Yeah, so I got that from Clint Fudge in Australia. I saw he uses kerosene. He cross-cuts right across yeah. everything, which we've been doing for years which you then speak to some people and, oh, you can't do that, the fibres of the board and blah, blah, blah. And you think, geez, this thing's been here for nearly 200 years and it's taken so much abuse and it's like 38 mil thick at times. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, plus we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the likes of that, yep. So we use WD-40. He uses kerosene. We use WD-40. And it does, it makes the, <clears throat> it makes the disc class that wee bit longer. And I would always say on your likes of just shellac boards, just go straight across them. Um, we have, again, our infancy been going with the grain yeah. and you're just doing paper and paper and paper and paper. And you just, you just, you just didn't know. Um, the internet wasn't the same then. We're not, we're all so closely connected now. No. Um, I mean, you can go on Facebook straight away and message people and they'll message back and they're all over the world. Um, and it's great, and you can share and, and help people. I mean, I think it's 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 funny that people are actually coming to me for advice now. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, well, I'm just I'm just a plum, <laughs> but they're, they're coming to me for advice. So it's, it's you think, well, I must be doing something right. And a lot of people, even fellow floor sanders, have said your your work's great. It stands out a mile. It's it's so good. Um, so it's it's lovely to be patted on the back that way. And you think, well, that's good. I'm uh, whatever I'm doing is 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 working is working correctly, and I push my my, my stepson works with me, and I push him to be to be the same. You know, I'll, 
I used to be the edger boy, so I, I perfected my edges, and now it's his turn, so I'm yeah. tough on him. Like, do your corners again. We can still see that. Do that again. Flatten that down. I can see he hates me. I can see my dad hated working with me as well. But ultimately, I say to people, look, these customers are paying good money for this, and if you were paying for this, you'd want the best job. You'd want a top job. And that's, for me, that's what we are going to give them. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you want somebody to come in and go, oh, who did your floor? It looks amazing. Not go, who did your floor? <laughs> yeah, we used to have a competition uh, in Darlington where there used to be a trademark of sanding it all to a 60 and uh, then putting one quarter lacquer on with a sweeping brush. That was, uh, that was brilliant for us. <laughs> it was the best, best bit of advertising we could ever do because it was like, yeah... I, yeah. I do see things and you think, how do people get paid for that? I mean, I was I was in a, an old tenement last week and it was, somebody had sanded it and finished it, but he was an older an older gent who I think he'd just get tired doing it. Um, and he'd used the old uh, 2K spirit-based Morel's lacquer, so... It was it was the the honey golden color, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I did say to the lady, look, it's, ours is going to be slightly lighter than this. It's clearer, and she went, oh, that's fine. I went, but ultimately, we'll all live longer. You know, it's yeah. it's healthier for us. Um, so I have been to a few, um, to rescue them. I mean, fair enough. You go to people who have tried it themselves, and that's fine. And you rescue it, and they're generally quite happy to pay you to get it right because they've walked half the walk yeah, and yeah. turned back. Um, but we have went to rescue some, and you say, "Who did this?" Now, there's just how can you how can you call yourself a professional when you get people who say yes to the customer? Yes, if you go and hire the machines and hire the paper and buy the lacquer, I'll come and sand it. Yeah, that's that's not professional. No, no, definitely not. I, I love the ones where they give it a bash themselves and bought clear Osmo for their lovely pine floorboards. And they're like, I can't understand why it's gone bright orange. Well, <laughs> I can. Um, but yeah, just like spent the whole weekend like killing themselves in plumes of smoke. Well, well uh, that's that's yeah. it. I mean, you got to see. Look, I always look at jobs like like um, if I'm getting stuff work done in my car, I think, well, how much is it going to cost me anyway for the parts? It's going to cost me that much, right? So I'm going to have to pay that much anyway. How long is it going to take me to do it? It's going to take that long. Right. So it's only going to cost so much more to get a professional to do it who's going to do it quickly, more efficiently, and done correctly. And if there's a problem, I'll take it back. Yeah. So yeah. You're already paying out, whereas people pay out so much for their floor sander to hire. They're rubbish. The abrasives are rubbish. They make a mess of it in general terms, and it takes them so long. And you think you've you've taken days off to do this, whereas we could have done this in a day, and it's taken you four. And look at the mess of it. That's what I've seen. Higher costs coming at like five, six hundred quid a day with the with the what belts and everything. And then then they've got to try and give it a bash themselves. It's like, well, like I know there's a market for floor sanding higher, and I get that. Mm -hmm. It's just like surely it's just easier to whatever you're really good at just to do that rather than like just save five quid sanding. It, it, Takes years, so it's yeah. Um, it's not as easy as you think. No, definitely not, and it's uh, it just made look easy. Yeah, I think it it was always easy. I think with two people, but the lads doing it on their own, Jesus, I mean that's uh, that's a different skill in itself. Doing literally on it, your own, it is, 
It is. I had to do it on my own when um, my dad went in for hip operations. So he put off getting one hip operation done for a year or so until they get really bad. And I then had my business and I had his business to run. Right. And I was getting double and I was working seven days a week trying to bring in money for my family. I'm trying to bring in money for my mum and, and her family whilst my dad was off. And I was working, say, seven days a week, doing everything, lifting the machines. And it's just, it takes its, I was a bit younger then, it takes yeah. its toll on you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you can only do it for so long and then you want to give up. Yeah. Well, from the best bit of advice, we're going to go the complete opposite. And it might have been one of them reps that didn't know what they were doing, or maybe someone else. But what <laughs> is the worst bit of advice you've received over the years? Regarding sanding a floor? The flooring industry or anything like that, yeah. Or being, being in business or anything like that, the worst bit of advice that you would definitely not tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- oh, I think what, one of them was um, when, you, when you use your machine, walk up with it, sanding, but then lift it and come back and start again. Yeah. And you think, no, your, your cutting's on your... your back motion yeah, yeah you know yeah. so this, this guy we went into it was a it was a school gym that's what it was and we had to do three big gym halls where the janitor had been putting down bone seal for about 50 years so yeah well, nice <laughs> 16 great stuff it was um, yeah, yeah. it was a lovely maple floor under it somewhere under this toffee apple um but they had to push on so they hired some sanders um and they put some painters onto them uh, into another gym hall, and yeah. we were sanding away and catching up with them quite quickly. And one of the older guys who had obviously been a painter for a long time, but had seen floor sand being done, obviously on these schools, said, "Says we were doing it all wrong, uh, and that we should walk up, then lift, and walk back, <laughs> and then start again." <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe that's why it's been taking you so long. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, definitely don't that do was, that. I, to be honest, I've I've not had I've not had lots of lots of bad advice. Um any any advice I've had is has usually has usually been good. But again, I've I've taught myself. Yeah. Taught myself. So I've just seen and and watched things and, and you know watch lots of videos and how to stain and water pop and things like that and bringing it on from there and then you can ask more questions but but I have to say David Grand Park has been been brilliant he's a real a lovely guy real mentor gives everyone his time um can't speak highly enough of him. I remember um water popping there when someone said have you, have you, have you water popped it and I'm like have you done what? I can't remember how far it was into my floor sanding journey, but I was like, mm-hmm. and then that was it. Suddenly, I was like, the game's changed when we bought the stain. Because, oh, can you just do it one shade darker? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter I, of fact, yes. I've got just the stain for you. It's one shade darker. Again, it's like everything. It's 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 water popping. The first time I did it was on a beach floor in uh, a lovely old. Um, house in, in Glasgow and the lady wanted it exactly exactly like that like exactly like the sample David sent up a sample it was basalt sent up a sample and showed it she went exactly like that right okay I thought 
right, I need to water pop this. Like, okay, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. But I mean, Jason is basically just putting water on the floor and moving it about. But, you know, you make it bigger yeah. in your mind and you're stressed. And you're like, I don't, want to, I don't want to make a mess of this. So we managed to do it all. Did it all quite happy. Like, oh, it takes on a lot more product, doesn't it? You know, it's fairly easy. Uh, luckily, we'd ordered enough. And then I noticed once I'd finished that there was a bit in the middle of the floor that looked ever so slightly lighter. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. What am I going to do now? So, again, I messaged Dave quickly, and he messaged me, and he said, it's fine. Just go in and, and spot sand that bit. Apply your water. Stain it. And it was perfect. It was fine. And then from then on, we went to being on our hands and knees to, you know, with doing rags and yeah. doing it that way, to now we're just doing a light haze and a mop and making sure um, everything's covered so that it doesn't take as long to dry because sometimes you can sit for well over an hour or whatever. It's ideal yeah. if you can leave it to the next day, but sometimes we don't have that time. No, you want to be out. Cool. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to move on to the quick fire round, just a bit of a laugh and a joke uh, about you, not the business. So um, I'm going to slightly tweak these as well. So what would you rather do, sunbathing or skiing and why? Sunbathe. <laughs> because if I ski, I might break my leg and then I can't walk. <laughs> Have you got sanded floorboards in your own house? Oh, God, no, I hate them. It's like a Playboy photographer going home, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, put that away. <laughs> no, I've actually got three. I'm lucky I, I'm lucky I live, I, live in a, I live in a house with an old-style parquet floor, so I've got that done. I've got a front room done. And when I moved in, there was teak in the bathroom. So I've got three sanded floors. So, and you sanded them? And I, oh, I've got four. I've sanded my son's room as well. So, yeah, I've got four sanded floors. So that's that's not bad. Brilliant. And what finish did you put on them, and in what sheen? So the the ballroom it's called uh, <laughs> is <laughs> sixty five square meters. It's massive. It's always wow. freezing, <laughs> so you can leave your beer in there. <laughs> but uh, it's a big room. Um, that is at Morel's. One coat was single pack satin. And then the rest was two-pack semi-matte, which I quite liked at the time. So that's on there. Stephen's room is, that's Morel Satin. Front room is Bergasido Eco Gold. And the teak was done before I came in, and that's an oil, which I need to put another bit of oil on soon. Again, uh, plumber's tap's always leaky. A floor sanders floor always needs sanded. No, always needs sanded fluid. And... What is your go-to drink? Beer, wine, or tea or coffee? If you can only um, drink one more thing. Well, well, if it, well, if I'm working during the day, I don't drink beer. I've given that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, customers don't like that. No. Um, I would, I would, I'm coffee. I would take if I had to give everything else up. I would, I would keep on coffee. I coffee. like coffee. And if you got a go-to alcoholic drink, what would you have on a Friday night? Uh, well, that's a Anything gun. Innocent Gun is my, my favourite beer. It's my go-to beer. Lovely. And if you won £10 million on the lottery this evening, what are the first five things you would buy? Uh, oh, gold floor sanders. Uh, no. If <laughs> <laughs> I won £10 million, I would buy a, a nice house with grounds uh, for stables and horses and 
big garage for all the rubbish cars that I have that don't work. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and they can just sit there. You've got a few more things, three more, three, well, three more things. Three more things. I'd buy, definitely buy a holiday home abroad and I would just invest for my children. Brilliant. Badly. Uh, which, so in, apart from the dead cars or the cars that you've got kicking about, what would be the dream car? The dream. Eh, I did to be a Pagani Huayra. I'm glad you could say it. <laughs> I know it's a whore. Oh. <laughs> you still have yeah. some money left. They're what, they were two mil? I think it was two mil or more. Well, I'd buy, I'd buy two of them then. <laughs> <laughs> and what, 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 I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What are the dead cars or what are the cars you've got kicking about the place at the moment? All right. So, um, good is probably nearly as bad as me. Um, so, the, the first dead car I've got is my Citroen AX which is an AX40, but it's got a Saxo engine and running gear in it, bigger yeah. camshafts, all that. I've had that for about 14, 15 years now, and it's been in the road for about four of them. Uh, <laughs> but it still says it's my baby, I will never sell it. Um, I've got an old Jaguar XKR, which I just saw up in the garage, which hasn't ran for about two years. Um, what else have I got kicking about? My old trusty transit van. Uh, I've got another Jag there again, which is going to the other garage to get work done in it. And uh, we've got, every day we've got a Range Rover, so that's what that's what we use. But yeah, there's um, so many bits of crap lying about. And are they going to all be back on the road, or do you just like? Oh them? yes, I'll all be back. <laughs> <laughs> or is that what you just tell the missus? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know what it's like. You go, that's that's four years. Like sat there, look. You've got a picture of my wee boy. He's tiny, sitting in the seat, and I think that's the last time it ran. And now he's you know nearly the height of the car. Um, yes, it will go this. It will. They will go this summer. Brilliant. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, Scott. Um, and where is the best? place to find you lurking on social media if people want to get in contact you or just follow you and see your work instagram i we're on facebook as well but instagram is is uh, is where i'm usually because i do like a, a picture that that tells a story sometimes you can just post on facebook and it's, you know it's just words it's can be something interesting so i do like a, i do like a nice picture cool cool and is that just uh what's the handle is it elite just Lawrence? elite floors elite floors brilliant yep Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, glad we touched thank on, you for having on me. this one. I do actually know, I've just remembered one more question, which I'm going to ask you because it was on my mind and it was about your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because I know you're a bit of a foodie as well. Yes, uh, yes, I'm yes. quite fat. I keep seeing pictures of food. So uh-huh. what is your go-to food? Because I've not done that on the quickfire question. Um, so I keep seeing these wonderful dishes that must be in and around Glasgow. <laughs> Make you hungry. I know people I know. keep messaging me saying, you're, you're a fat. <laughs> like, what is that? Um, go-to foods? Um, I do like I do like a steak, to be honest. Um, but I would go, or nationality, I would go Italian. I clearly have been a big, fat Italian man in a previous life. And I'm just a big fat Scottish man. <laughs> love it, love it. Yes, yeah, so if you want pictures of food, just follow you on Instagram, basically. Yeah, so if you want pictures of like the start of a floor, uh, the, my lunch, and then the end of a floor, follow me. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going out celebrating. 
off. Yeah, and then just some random pictures. I took a random picture of a Ferrari the other day and, uh, you know, and nice things and houses. I mean, oh, that's quite nice. I'll share that with the world. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, Scott. It's been a blast. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.